One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. April 8th, 2021. Zoo lovers. Empanadas. A German math wizard. The mafia stealing money. Pirates and virgins. This is awesome today. Awesome today is a mostly daily podcast. Or, it might be part of a double blind study conducted by the CIA, effectively an extension of old mind control studies like MKUltra. If you don't like it, please continue to listen anyway so that our data gathering is not compromised. Hi. And hello. How are you? Yep. You're better than yesterday? Mm-hmm. Worse than yesterday. I'm I'm in the same spectrum. Okay. Which for most people would be exquisite, but I have a high standard. You too have a very high standard. It's April 8th. Yes, it is April 8th. I don't know if there's something magic about that, although I do know there's many things about today that we have to share. Let's get into it. Number one, it is National All is Ours Day. I was so confused when you read me this in the notes. I literally thought you meant hours, like hours of time going by. No, those are hours. (laughs) I was, and then you didn't give me the details on it, and I was like, okay, all is ours. I mean, if you want to get technical about it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, This is a versatile holiday or versatile because Mm. versatile is a versatile word. Yes. There are predominantly three differing views of appreciation that you might assume. One, it can be a day to reflect on the beauty of nature and all the wonderful things in life. I like that. Number two, it can be a day to appreciate everything we have, removing focus from things that maybe we don't have. Okay. Three, it can be a day to share what you have because sharing is caring? I don't know. I know that oftentimes good things are better when shared, like a drink, a cigar, a meal. Yes. Things like that. The finest things in life. A good case of the chicken pox. Ooh, or mystery virus like we had last week. That was shared rampantly. Shared with reckless abandon in our house. Violent, explosive abandon. Yes, that too. 
I like the one about like remove the focus from the things we don't have and appreciate what you have in the sense like last night you shared with me, <laughs> Sharon, get it? Get it. That you had heard a guy talking on the YouTubes. There's a video on YouTube and he said something like basically you already have everything that you need, like internally, metaphysically, spiritually, mm-hmm. any wisdom that you need, any direction, any clarity, you actually already possess it. It's just a matter of like what, making space for it, tapping into it. His his real perspective was, and he was he was honing in on just as an example, say that you have an upcoming decision mm-hmm. that you will have to make. Mm-hmm. And rather than in the preamble to that, allowing yourself to be all worked up over it. To know that you have the wisdom and the discernment to make the right choice, but that's only going to manifest in the moment that you need to make the decision. Yes. So don't fret about it right now. I love that so much. And for someone like me, Enneagram 9, we can be wildly indecisive and actually not even know what we need. So that was so affirming to me. And I've been thinking about it ever since you shared that with me. So you're sharing that all is ours. I dropped it on you like a dime. No different thing. (laughs) It is a different thing. Hey, today's National Zoo Lovers Day. So, if you and your lover would like to go to the zoo, (laughs) anything goes. Except for in front of the monkey cages. They tend to mimic Uh behaviors they see, and that's not good. That's right. Well, it is today's exactly what it sounds like. It's a day to appreciate the zoo, okay? A common recommendation. In a sexy way. I don't think you have to make it sexual. It's got two O's in it. Okay. Uh, (coughs) Could go visit the zoo. Don't have to do it in a sexy way. Sexy way, alternative option. Okay? Don't have to do it that way. But I don't know. I think you should. I'm going to tell you, I've <coughs> been to the Oklahoma City Zoo many, and I cannot emphasize this strongly enough, many times. And the Fort Worth Zoo. Yeah, the Fort Worth Zoo I've been a few times, and it is a delight. Mm-hmm. I would go back in a heartbeat. You are a zoo lover. I've had to turn you down many times. Yes. I That's do. a zoo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I do actually <laughs> love going to the zoo, although as I get older, I do feel more and more sad for the animals in captivity, but it's fine. I'm going to tell you this much. Don't go to the zoo on a big day like National Zoo Day right. or Zoo Lovers Day, whatever, because it can be a little zooish on the best of days. Maybe don't go today, but what you could do is just use today to plan or schedule your next zoo visit. Most scarring or memorable zoo experience or zoo story, go. Scarring or memorable? Ooh, mm-hmm. this is difficult. I don't know. Tell me yours. According to a fellow who I once worked with, I've never been to the San Antonio, <clears throat> excuse me, San Antonio Zoo. He had, he grew up in that area, and he swore up and down that in his young adulthood, that they had a problem with a monkey there who could not keep his hands off his peenie. Oh, no. And all the children would see it, and the parents would be angry, and they're like, it's not Zoo Lover's Day. Exactly. Save it for Zoo Lover's Day. That's right. Zoo Self Lover's Day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Do you have any? Nothing? I'm trying to think, like, all of my scarring and... um, Memorable experiences did not happen at a zoo. They happened at amusement parks. So, ah, yep. Like the time my brother 
was I'm one of those. Well, they don't have them anymore, but <laughs> I guess they're quote unquote unsafe. Unsafe, whatever that is. <laughs> he was on a little like bumper boat ride, mm-hmm. and um, it was what it sounds like. It was like it was like a. Uh, boats and you bump into each other and stuff and he was probably he was younger than the twins he was probably like six wow and decided he'd had just about enough of that and he just bailed out of the boat into the blue uh artificially dyed blue water and just like started treading to the side that'll ruin your underpants right there (laughs) and your day at the amusement park yep all right well it's also national empanada day I love an empanada. Of course you do. I love this day. Now, the name empanada comes from Portuguese and Spanish and I think another language. Um, the verb impander, mm-hmm. or that's how, I guess that's how you pronounce it, which ultimately what it means is to wrap or coat in bread. Yes. And if you don't know off the top of your head what this is, yeah. it's a... It's a freaking hot pocket. It's How a fried true. pie. It's a pierogi. It's every, every it's a beer rock. Every country has these. Every cuisine has these. They are delightful. Mm-hmm. And it is exactly what you do. You fold dough or, or bread around a thing and then you fry it, of course. Mm. If you're less cool, you might bake it. The frying is the way to go. Yes. Deep fat fry. Deep submerged yes. floating in the in the liquid fat. Um <sighs> You can go a lot of directions with these. And yeah. we have, my friend, we have. I know. You can go savory, meat, mm. cheese, meat and cheese, yeah. vegetables, seafood. Sure. All kinds of wonderfulness. Yeah. Um, often on the savory ones, I like to go with a combination of butter, onion, mm. and meats, and heavy, heavy seasoning, and it's delightful. They're so good. Yes. We're taking a little... <laughs> break from bread right now or else I would insist that you make empanadas. They are best to me. If you want to cheat it just a little bit, go get like a Pillsbury or whoever's version of a buttermilk biscuit in the cans. You can do that. Roll them out, stuff the things, all that, fry them up. Delightful. So good. Um, You can also go sweet Mm -hmm. and put fruit or even fruit filling, like pie filling in there. Um, You can create yourself a little glaze to throw in there after the fact. I once made chocolate. Chocolate. Everyone in this family remembers it. Mm -hmm. It was one of the best days of our lives. They were delightful. Yes. So that, do it. They're they're everywhere. Every culture's got them. Just Mm -hmm. grab a rando recipe and make one and enjoy it. Yes. Golly, I could go for an empanada right now. Okay. Well, hey, if it's your birthday today, first of all, happy birthday. You do share your birthday today with the grand dame or the grand dame of fashion. Grand dame. She designed... Don't confuse people. They're going to think you're talking about Jean-Claude Grand Dame. Okay. And that's different. Okay. Well, this woman designed the clothing worn by the Sex Pistols, causing her to be known for popularizing the English punk style. Her name, Vivian Westwood... Indeed. I did not know that. There's now I do. she had a business partner and who knows if Vivian actually designed it or not or if the partner did. There's some controversy. We all know how those things go. Yep. Hey, you also share your birthday with Buddha. So Buddha. That's a very sacred day to get to celebrate. Indeed. All right. Well, let's get into some history. Perhaps we should. Awesome. On this day, 1766, the very first fire escape is patented. Outstanding. 
it was made of a wicker basket on a pulley and chain. I'm gonna just offer. I know, I know this, I'm having to offer this back a few hundred years to someone else, but uh, maybe the best fire escape isn't something that is itself wildly flammable. Right, yes. Get halfway down and then you're dropped like your like your grade school, elementary school egg drop science project. Did yeah. you fracture when you hit the ground? Yeah. Uh yeah, that's a that's a thing I'm wondering. Like who who are you rescuing in a wicker basket? Like kittens? I don't know. Maybe I mean it could be a big wicker basket. It better be Those if it's gonna rescue me. In fact, often what the baskets of hot air balloons are made from. That's true. Um so I, I guess just, the, the whole flammable thing is what bothers me. Right. I will say that pulleys are my second favorite simple machine. Okay. First favorite being a lever. Whoa, I was going to say it surely must be the lever. Yeah, it's true. It's Which reminds machine. me of a joke. No, never mind. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, well, 1796, those German mathematicians, they're at it again. At it again, my friends. Carl Friedrich. Goss. It may have been who we talked about the other day as well. I can't remember. But he did, in fact, prove the quadratic reciprocity law. Here we now, go. this law, with its supplements, allows an easy calculation to determine whether there is an integer solution for any quadratic equation in the form of x squared equals a mod p for any odd prime p. It determines the perfect squares, people. Okay. It's that simple. Now, Goss secretly referred to Ooh. this as the Golden <laughs> Theorem. Yeah, he did. Publishing six proofs for it and two more proofs found in his posthumous papers, literally mathing us from the grave. Thank you, Goss. That's, uh, that's, I wish, I was hoping there's going to be more discussion of the, the proofs so you could hypnotize me with your math talks. Well, maybe later if you're lucky. Okay. <laughs> I have to crunch ice. I got ice from my drink. That makes for such great audio. That's what the people are here for. 1968. This one's a little lengthy. I haven't read it. Do you want me to not read your notes? I would prefer you don't read my notes. Okay. I just want you to experience the story because I'm I wrote it for you. For oh, thank you. I'm along for the ride. Air France. Yep. It's an airplane company, mm -hmm. or it was, or a, a rather a... Airline. Airline, yeah. They don't make the planes. They just fly the shit out of them. A plane um, is going over right There's now. Going over it. It's probably it's air trains. Um, so they were the carrier for American currency that had been exchanged in Southeast Asia. Recall when everyone used paper money everywhere. Of course. Instead of digital money. Yes. And yeah, people, and especially uh, U.S. soldiers and whatnot. And so... They had a contract with our government to return all of those U.S. dollars back oh, to the U.S. That's I never in my whole entire life even thought about that. If mm -hmm. you spent American money someplace, how did it... Well, did just it, you'd exchange it, it there. Yeah. But yeah, then... So it's got to get back. you got to get back. Because that's when money used to be based on the... Yeah. The Dewey Decimal System, <laughs> um, I believe. Now, up to a million dollars a week was being shipped okay. in this manner. Individual shipments often would be somewhere between 180,000, 240,000, and those numbers specifically because each of the white bags that they would use to transport the money in held 60,000 bucks. Okay. Theoretically. Okay. I, this is this what they told me, okay? Okay. Um, now, always on the lookout for a good opportunity. 
associates of the Lucchese crime family, they took note of this. I had a feeling the Mafia was getting me involved Of course they are. Now, never forget that the Lucchese family was known for their heists. Yeah, of course, yes. It was one of their favorite crimes. Absolutely. Big pay. Mm-hmm. Big payoff. Now, problematically, it was nearly impossible to know when the money would arrive, what, what amount, all kinds of things, but... They did have an inside guy. Of course. So they kind of, they loosely got that part nailed down. Um, and they decided, you know, maybe, maybe rather than having to rely solely on that, it might be better if we just had a key to the, to Air France's money storage facility. And that way, you know, we can check it whenever we need to. We can make multiple attempts if necessary. They were applying Occam's razor, that often the simplest solution is the best solution. And that may come up again in a moment. Um, The key itself, and this seems like an odd practice for a safety measure, but that key never left the person of the security guard, even when he was off duty and like at at the go-kart track. Or, or on the bumper boats. Or on the bumper boats. He always had it with him. Okay. So the thieves broke into the guard's home, not because they expected the key to be there, but just doing a little recon, if you will. Yeah. Reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. And from this break-in, what they discovered was that the guard did, in fact, have a weakness. Oh, no. Any guesses? For what that is. No, that would have been delightful. <laughs> Perhaps a different kind of empanada (laughs) called a woman. Okay. (laughs) Yes, women indeed. And so he was also a frequent patron of the Jade East Motel located near JFK Airport. So the criminals arranged for an expensive escort to be introduced to him. Wow. Yeah. What a lovely coincidence. Over time, they did become, quote, intimate. Mm -hmm. And it was during one of these, quote, intimate encounters Mm -hmm. that the key was retrieved from the guard's discarded pants. A copy was made. The original was returned. This is my kind of heist. Indeed. If you can't fish through a man's pants for a key, (laughs) what is life really worth? (laughs) You take that how you will. Yeah. Now, through, through their other sources, they did discover that somewhere between four hundred dollars and $700,000 would be delivered on a Friday. I believe the 7th, I think. Um, and they kind of knew some schedules and routines and that roughly midnight, which would in fact be turning to the 8th, Saturday the 8th, that whoever was on duty would be on their lunch break. Okay. So... They, they, they get it all planned out. Uh, the secure, the secure, the secure storage area. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, was just behind a locked door in the Air France cargo terminal. Mm. The same place that patrons would regularly visit, like to go get lost baggage, to do yeah. random other things. Sure. And so, no eyebrow was raised when they just walked. Right through the terminal, over to the locked door, whipped out their key, and went in, taking with them the biggest suitcase they could find. Of course. No alarm raised, no shots fired, no conflict of any kind. They loaded the suitcase with $420,000 yeah. and walked right out of the damn airport. That's, Just That's a that's a great little heist That's right a there. fantastic heist. Now, this occurred, like I said, Friday, Saturday turnover. 
Of course, it wasn't discovered until Monday morning when the Wells Fargo driver showed up and was like, hey, where's the hell's the money? Yeah. And that's how he said it. I was there. Yeah. As the story goes, 120000 of that was given to the Colombo crime family. Oh, okay. And because the theft was in their territory. Of course. 60000 was given to Paul Cicero as tribute because that's what you do. You Those higher up in the ranks, they, they have to wet their beak. Mm-hmm. This left them with $240,000, or I believe nearly $2 million in today's dollars. What? Mm-hmm. When did this happen? In the 60s? 60s. One of the Whoa. key players in this heist was one Henry Hill. And you're thinking, that sounds familiar. Yeah, well, it's the same Henry Hill who later went on to be involved in the Lufthansa heist, oh, which we've talked about yes. before. Okay. Further, it was Henry who was arrested in 1980 on narcotics charges and proceeded to become an FBI informant, testifying against his former associates, ultimately playing a major role in over 50 convictions. Real a-hole from the mob's perspective. From the mob's perspective, from the perspective of law law enforcement? Yes. A good guy. Well, no. They don't respect him. I don't think, yeah, no. Now, his life story was documented in the true crime book, Wise Guy, Life in a Mafia Family. This was adapted by Martin Scorsese into the critically acclaimed film Goodfellas in 1990. And you get, honestly, you get a little flavor of each of these two heists kind of mixed together. In the movie, they reference it as the Lufthansa heist, Mm -hmm. but you, you get a lot of both kind of intermingled, not to mention several other events in that movie that were, they weren't the major scene, but they were historical events. They were things that he testified to. So great movie. Yeah. Worth a watch. Okay. Especially if you like Coke. Uh, Yep. And who doesn't? He plainly did. Well, on this day in 1986... That was the year my family moved. Well, good. To what would later become your permanent home. My graduating school system. Residents of the California town of Carmel... That's Carmel, right? I think so. Carmel by the sea or something like that. There's no A in it, so I'm saying Carmel. Carmel. Right, it's not car- caramel. Yeah, there is an A in it. There's no, there's no, there's no middle syllable a. of A. Yeah. Okay, Carmel, they overwhelmingly voted for actor Clint Eastwood to be their mayor. Henceforth, it was encouraged to chew on either toothpicks or matchsticks. Or really shitty made cigars. Oh, okay. I left that out. Yep. All right. And to carry a three fifty seven Magnum revolver, telling everyone you meet to go ahead and make... My day. Yes. Your day. Make Make someone's someone's day. day. I'll make a day something. What movie was that iconic line from? Um, Go ahead, punk. Make my day. Was it Dirty Harry? Probably. I I think so. I wasn't asking in a gotcha kind of way. I really didn't know. That's got to be one of them. I've seen so many of his movies Mm -hmm. that they, the titles, they all run together because he's the same character. Always. Yes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, nineteen ninety was the ABC premiere of critically acclaimed television drama created by David Lynch and Mark Frost. You're reading my notes, didn't you? Mm -hmm. So I can't even ask you, do you know what it was? Because you do, you read my notes. I did. Like a giant sloppy drunk. The thing is, okay, the thing is, when it's a big chunk of the story, I do not look at your notes. But if it's just like a little... You should never look at my notes. Okay. I'm going to start literally on the same page bringing my two teleprompters, and I literally highlight it so you know, oh, that's not my color. I'm supposed to read the yellow ones. The people are waiting to know what the name of the series was. Well, they'll have to, they'll have to talk to you later, because you ruined it for everybody. Ow! That hurt. You, you bruised my fat side. <laughs> Twin Peaks, damn it. Okay. Not to be confused with the restaurant, with the... Yeah, that's not really a restaurant, let's be honest. The establishment? Is it a bar? It's basically a partially clothed strip joint that serves snack foods. Okay. Right? Well, I don't think you can actively take your clothes off as a, as a waitress I said here. partially clothed. Yes. There's a lot of scantily cladness. You... Just don't like anything I have to say today. You just want to read my notes. You just take the episode away. Do it. All right. In 2009, pirates. Pirates in the Indian Ocean. Yeah, not the good kind of pirates. No, the serious kind. The, the kind. 2009, these aren't the good pirates anymore. No, no. But they did attempt to capture a cargo ship. While they did succeed in capturing the captain and gaining control of the ship, they could not figure out how to control it. They were, in fact, defeated by technology. It's not a good time to be a pirate anymore. No. Especially if you're a, a low-educated pirate. Well, if you're just not used to getting onto those, uh, those ships with the fancy electronics. Where in the hell's the rudder? Yeah. They didn't know. I'll tell you what, we like to watch some sailing videos, mm -hmm. just watching the, and these are not complicated boats that they're sailing around, but well, the, it's not a dinghy. It's not a dinghy, but there's a lot of electronics and buttons mm -hmm. and switches and stuff like that. Well, in 2019, a study conducted by Tokyo University showed that among Japanese adults ages 18 to 39, one in four were virgins. Now, why would you why would you run this study? I, I, I have a lot of questions about this. Let's unpack it. Why would you run the study? First of all, don't know. Couldn't begin to tell you unless you had a point to prove. Maybe so. Also, why was this a notable news piece in your research? <laughs> it was one of the headlines. I, I know. That's across. what I'm saying. Like. Apparently, it was such a uh, groundbreaking hallmark of a study that it shows up 
in the future as a, a notable right. thing for the day. They gave no details. I don't know if... That was it? That was just that was... I don't know if these... This 25% of the adult population virgin crowd was somehow religiously affiliated. I don't know. I don't know. What? I don't know either. I thought there was somebody on our porch, but there wasn't. There might be. It could be a package stealer. A porch pirate. A porch pirate. They are rarely confused by technology. They just walk up and steal your stuff. Yeah, it's not that hard. Although the ring doorbell... Bail? The ring doorbell often foils them. Often. Aussie Man has. Yeah. Yes, we've we shared that before. It. Yes. It's good. It's good. It's yes. worth a watch. Yes. Evidently, porch pirates struggle with inclement weather. Yeah. A lot of tripping and falling. Not technology, inclement weather. Yes. Well, I have one trending okay. for you today. You're trying to read my notes again. No, but oh, I... Oh, yes, you were. I was not. I was remembering... The time that you read my notes? Yes. Yes. You loved it. You are a... You're a show killer. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I said it. Everybody else has been whispering it. I said it. Everyone's been whispering it behind my back. Yes. It's finally... It's time for an intervention. It's public knowledge now. Yes. Okay. I'm going to need you, one, to stop killing the show, and okay. two, monitor your drinking. Okay. I'd like to see... I'd like to see you keep a scorecard, if you will, of your drinks. We'll have a competition. Okay. Um, trending number one, the only trending, workers and customers both fled for their lives. Oh, my. In a 7-Eleven. Really? In Thailand. Oh, my. Yeah. All the details. This is a lot in the, the packed into that first sentence. Yes. Okay. After... Emerging from a nearby canal, because evidently that's a thing in Thailand, mm -hmm. a six-foot-long monitor lizard entered the store in search of food. I hate it. People, legit, complete loss of sanity. I would be one of them. I would be more than one of them. Yes. <laughs> you would split into multiple yes. just yes. to get out of the store. I would. I would. Cellularly divide right there in the store. <laughs> Because I would not be able to decide whether to shit or go blind, I would need two of me so that I could do both. Both shit and go blind. Yes. It climbed the shelves, rifling through the selections, knocking shit all over the floor. And multiple articles that I read on this pointed out with great specificity that multiple cartons of milk were knocked off. They said threw off, honestly. Now, the monitor lizard has no opposable thumb, so I'm not going with <laughs> that story. I don't buy that. I'm saying just knocked him off because he's he's awkward. He's awkward and he's hungry and I hate this story he so was much. Apparently unable to locate the fish, snakes, and frogs that Ugh. he normally would find tasty. Yeah. Thankfully, reptile handlers quickly arrived. They were able to snare the animal and then to me, inexplicably, they literally just took it outside and released it into some nearby underbrush. It's like, that's bigger bullshit than the fact that this thing got in the store. You, you sir, are no reptile handler. <laughs> They're like, now get on out of here. It's okay. Don't let the screaming people upset you. <laughs> Terrible. I hate that story so much. I am never going to go to a 7-Eleven in Thailand. Maybe not even one here. I do enjoy a 7-Eleven here, but um, now I'm terrified. How do you feel about 
the 7-Elevens, because we've got one literally half a mile away, maybe three quarters of a mile from here, where they used to be a full-on gas station, but something went awry. Yeah. They shut down the gas pumps. Sometimes they remove them, sometimes they don't, but then they just still keep the convenience store portion open. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't very, I mean, I can't remember the last time I actually got gas at a 7-Eleven. Here's what I know. Okay. This particular one that I'm referencing, and perhaps this is true across all the land, I do not know. When, when you've removed gas pumps, that means you're going to get less car traffic. Sure. They have a ton of foot traffic. Yes. It's, it's not in the best part of town. And a lot of people will walk over from wherever, which is fine. People that walk need to have their Slurpee and Hustler magazine as well. But the problem is they many times... Many times the people are under the influence. Yeah. And when they go, which is fine. Again, somebody, people are going to do that. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not, whatever. Right. But then they just wander out into the streets. Yeah, it's a little dangerous. It's like, I, I don't give a damn about crosswalk thing. I'm in the middle. There is no crosswalk here where I'm at. So how can I use it? That's true. And they just wander out into the road. And there's been more than one instance where I thought this one's it. I'm yeah. delivering somebody to the pearly gates. Not to meet your maker. No, I know exactly the intersection you're talking about. It's mm -hmm. already a very busy mm -hmm. and sometimes problematic intersection. And then you add the... Because that 7-Eleven, gas pumps are no, and they don't have them. It right. stays super busy regardless. Super busy. I'm going, to, I'm going to buy a monitor lizard. Oh, no. And some underbrush. Oh, no. I'm going to plant the underbrush, and then I'm going to slip that six-foot lizard into the underbrush and just sit back and watch. That's if a lot he of work for won't come out, I'll, I will go inside and throw milk cartons down and be like, see, this is what you could do if you had an opposable thumb, you jackass. <laughs> I'll show, I will paint the example. Okay, good. Yes, monitor lizards are known for uh, mimicking human behavior. Right, right. What does a monitor lizard look like? Like baby Godzilla. That's what I thought. Yeah, really creepy. They're they're a little less T Rexy mm -hmm. uh, about things, but yeah, they're they're super creepy. They kind of look like a I guess they look like an alligator or crocodile in a lot of ways. Oh no. Yeah, there's a picture of it hanging on the shelves. You Are you go, serious? You can go find this on the interwebs. There's a picture of it hanging off oh. the shelves, being like, "Look at me throwing milk without a thumb, you jackass." <laughs> And the people are like, no, you're the jackass. And then it turns into this whole breakdown of just back and forth, who's the jackass? Um, I don't know if I want to look at it or if I don't. If you, I should just live in my imagination. Yeah, you probably don't. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, that was maybe the most awesome thing of the day. Yeah. I guarantee if you ever experienced that, it would be an awesome moment in your life. Oh. You would remember it. Not awesome in a good way. Not awesome in a good way. Awesome as in awe-inspiring. Yeah, and terror-inducing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, well, you know what I did when I was there. Yeah. So, it's time for Whirl a Little Watch, Read, Listen, Life Style. Yeah. What do you got? I would like to encourage you, if you need to chill out, and I certainly do. Monitor that. Lizard ASMR. No. Yes. The opposite of that. After that monitor lizard story, which has profoundly changed me on a molecular level. Um, me too. Cellular. Yes. Um, I forgot that I've watched this in the past, but YouTube was good enough to remind me of it today. Jellyfish ASMR. Jellyfish 
You don't want to encounter them in the wild. They'll sting the shit out of you. Then you got to find somebody to pee on your leg. Exactly. But they are very relaxing to watch. And a lot of, yeah, there's more than one Jellyfish ASMR channels. They'll put a little relaxing music behind it. And if you just like need a minute to gather your thoughts, to zone out, to just be at one with nature on all is hours day. Indeed. All of the hours of the day. May I just... hours. May I gently recommend to you Jellyfish ASMR? You can find it on YouTube. Cool. Just search it. Um, I didn't read anything I want to talk about today. Okay. Did you Have you read anything in the last 24 hours? No, I have been working hard behind the scenes. We got we got some little changes coming up sort of awesome mm-hmm. to the visuals, and it requires a lot of work on the behind the scenes. So I have not read much, my friends. Gotcha. What about listening? I did find a new podcast. It's called Spectacle. It's a, I don't know if it's going to be a limited series or ongoing, but the premise, the context of the show is it's an examination of reality television, starting with the 1970s PBS series, um, An American Family, and going into like the real world, Bachelorette, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. Like a behind the scenes kind of a game? It's kind of, yeah, kind of like, um... You've got TV critics talking about it. You've got um, culture critics talking about the impact of these different shows on the broader culture. It's a, it's a just kind of like a discussion breakdown of some of the hallmark reality TV series that we've had really since the idea came into being truly in the 1970s, the impact it's had on scripted television. And like, well, like it's had on, on uh, uh, corporate media. Yes, exactly. They're, at this point, I, w- I would call most of them about the same level of trash as what those shows started out as. It's interesting that you say that because one of the premises of the show is Premise? the mm-hmm, I don't premises. Know. Premises. There we go. Of the show is that the uh, that it's trashy, lowbrow entertainment, but it looks into what our reality TV is reflecting back to us about ourselves. That we're trashy. Well, on the trashy side, if you don't mind my saying. Anyway, it's really good, really fascinating. If you like reality TV and you've often felt maybe a little, a little ashamed of your guilty pleasure, I think you'll find this to be a fascinating series. Okay. Well, I dropped the ball. And when I make a mistake, I do try to own up to it. Okay. Now, sometimes it's with a lot of excuses and sidestepping, but I at least admit something bad happened. Okay. And something bad happened. Something bad happened? It has to do with listening. Okay. The day before yesterday, New Beer's Eve. Mm. Yesterday, New Beer's Day. Mm -hmm. And I meant both days, two days in a row, I meant to get this into the listen, and I forgot. So we're late. We're late to the party. I would feel worse about that if... In fact, the listeners of this show actually, as a whole, listened on the day it was released. I know many times people are catching up several days, if not a week, mm-hmm. in the aftermath. Um, I know this because of the magic of analytics. Ah. Yeah. But what I've left out was the song Drinkin' Beer by Ray Scott. Yeah. This is a masterpiece of... Redneck music. Country and Western. You need you need to go listen to this. It is fantastic. Worth the listen. Drinking Beer by Ray Scott. I'll probably listen to it 
yet again this evening. That I have no doubt that you will. I don't even like drinking beer. No, it's a good song. It's a good song. It makes you want to drink a beer, even if you don't like a beer. Or at least just hold one that's opened and act like you're drinking a beer so that everybody will quit offering you one. Yep. You ever done that? Uh, I know you have. Yes, I've done that. I feel like people are not as insistent for women to drink as they are for men. And plus, you used to work in the industry of athletics, and there's a lot of... It is the industry of beer. There's a lot of drinking going on at events. There is. Every every legit event we had had an open bar. Thankfully, though, you could get away with a vodka tonic made with hairspray. Because that was that's the quality of vodka at those bars. Uh, instead of having to drink the beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I guess it's lifestyle. I guess so. All right. What do we got? Last night for dinner, we had steak, and I was—I had picked up a bag of frozen shrimp from Sam's. The only kind here in the landlocked yeah. middle of the country. And so I was like, let's just do that shrimp and steak. And I didn't have much in my mind that would be very awesome about it. I was going to see if you'd make a little garlic butter to dip the shrimp in. Next thing I know, you're in there in the kitchen opening cans of diced tomatoes, pulling out the parm cheese. Like, you're just, without saying a word, you were just like, oh, no, 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 no. Here's what we're going to do. I just felt inspired. You did. so I did a thing. The shrimp was pre-cooked. Yeah. And thawed. Yep. And so rather than throwing it in the skillet to warm it up, risking overcooking it, Mm -hmm. I seasoned the hell out of it. Oh, my gosh. It was... It was it was the amount of seasoning where you're like, that's not even going to taste good, but then it tastes amazing because, as everyone knows, shrimp doesn't taste like anything. Right, and there's that's what you season it with. It all comes together. So the just the shrimp by itself was paprika, cumin, chipotle, um, a ton of garlic powder, and a little bit of basil and cinnamon, and just a little bit of cinnamon. Because I've been on a kick lately, throwing a little bit of cinnamon and stuff to Mm -hmm. see how that goes. Yeah. Then I had cooked steaks in a skillet, and I took a portion of the remainder drippings from that. I dropped in a stick of butter, uh, actually half a stick of butter, and then browned up a uh, chopped up onion, Mm -hmm. and then put in a can of diced tomatoes into all of that. Just got it all in there, the grundles Mm. of the fat and the goodness working together. Then poured in, I don't know, some quantity of cream. Yep. And stirred all of that good mess together, and then dumped that over the top of the shrimp and stirred it all together. Oh, a crap ton of Parmesan, both on the shrimp and in the sauce. So it was a big cheesy seasoned. Now the reason you can season the hell out of the shrimp beforehand is because you're going to dilute all that down with that cream sauce. Yeah. You don't want it to end up flavorless. So you right. can get a little aggressive on the front end. Yeah. And it was very tasty. It was so good. I had it again at lunch today. Still delicious. Very notable in our lifestyle. Yes. Um, a second lifestyle thing. Lola is dying. That feels dramatic. It is dramatic. She has, this morning, I experienced, for the first time ever in my life, the Jeep Death Wobble. Death Wobble! It's a thing, and it is freaking scary. Mm. Um, you should go look at a, a YouTube video of it. You will you might have a 
a monitor lizard experience of your own just watching it occur. Okay. It's terrifying. It sometimes happens when you... Well, there's, there's a known problem with the uh, 2018 to current Jeep models where some of the componentry used in the steering system is... It, it's not pristine. Okay. It leaves way too big of a window of susceptibility to harmonics problems. And this is a fascinating thing to me where harmonics can come into play in a vehicle steering system, but it allows for this. It's not just a, a vibration. It's literally your front tires look like two people running in opposite directions and back and forth and Yikes. all over the place. It's nuts. Um, it's a known issue. It's a known issue. And I had wondered if this was going to happen when I upgraded to larger wheels and tires. And it did. So, death wobble has occurred at a low speed, thankfully, and not on the interstate going 80. That would have been a mess. I've purposely avoided that for this very reason. I wanted to see over the course of a few weeks if, if it was going to be an issue. It is. So, it goes in. she goes into the shop, and we will get that remedied. At least you only had one of our kids with you when it happened. Yeah, and she was talking 10 miles an hour, 10 miles a minute, maybe, 10 <laughs> miles a second. I don't know. She was talking a lot. Is what I'm trying to say here, a lot, and it was her talking was so grand she didn't even realize what had happened, other than she'd noticed that all the color drained from my face and <laughs> I might have pooped. I don't know. I've not checked the seat. Oh goodness! All right. Well, I'm sure it'll be a thing that can be fixed up, right? Yes. There are known remedies. It won't be cheap. Right. I've not told you the price yet because we just spent money on her. Um, uh -oh. it's okay. We have the money. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Okay. If you say so. Although I will have to give her up for at least another day, probably another two to three when it's all said and done. Mm. And that part, that chaps my ass a little bit. Um, I'm not over here pretending like I'm something super special, but as a business owner, loss of vehicle, especially when it's not predicted, that's a loss of money. Yeah. To me, along with paying them money to fix it, I'm losing money in my business. And I'm fortunate at this stage in my life that my time's worth a little bit of money. So that, that part, to reference something from yesterday, it chaps the old ass a little bit. Yep, sure does. So. Well, that's an awesome note to end on, isn't it? Yeah. Chapping that ass. Woo. Okay. There should be a holiday for that. I'll bet there is one. There uh, probably is. Somebody look honest. into that and help us. Yes. Um, is that everything? I do believe it is. All right. Well, we should go. We have things to do. Right? Yeah. Right. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. If I'm ever in a store and a monitor lizard wanders in, I will burn down that store. It is the best decision. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.